This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun. We might actually learn something along the way. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. And this is our show. Dave. Ian. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Ian. I I am. I've gone full on Abe Vigoda. All right, so here's here uh, 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 a couple of things. So yeah. first of all, this is the, yeah. this is the uh, Team Clear Coat podcast. It is. This is episode uh, something. Yeah. And uh, we right today we'll be recapping uh, the D- 2017 Denver Auto Show. Yep. Um, the hottest ticket in the nation. You're Ian. I'm Ian. That over there is Dave. Right here. Right here. Uh, let's get right into it because for, uh, a couple of observations before we get into the car stuff. First of all, that is my quota for interpersonal communications for, I'm going to yeah. say the next decade. Yeah. It, it, um, I, I was texting my girlfriend and we were talking about um, how exhausting it, it can be to be on, you know, right. when you have to be on. Yeah. And know? I felt like we had to be on, right? We were on yeah. for like all day, all day. All day. Because we yeah. did it. We recorded the podcast this morning. Yeah. Uh, you came then, over early. I made you eggs. Yeah, I made you were, dip eggs. They were good. The, eggs, but they were great. That, that's my mom's recipe. They little were great. A little bit of water in the pan. That's, that's such a good... Cooks the top. I like that technique. This is the Team Clear Coat podcast. We're an automotive podcast. Allegedly. The egg podcast. Yeah. Um, and then and then we went to the auto show and and basically this was our first real event as yep credential <laughs> legitimate automotive journalists credentialed press members Ian yeah um, we had little things that said press and I think we we kind of felt like we had to be on yes we were on it and I think we did a good job. I th- I think we did too. We were uh, we were approachable. A-, a lot of people came up to us. I am drained. Yeah, me too, buddy. Exhausted from that. Yeah. Um. Uh. Because as I said to Nathan Adlin earlier, who we owe oh an God unbelievable amount of gratitude towards. So if you're not a- aware of, of of this fine fine young gentleman, yes, uh, he is. Uh, he 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 resides here in in Denver. We did a. Um, we did uh, an interview with him uh, a little bit ago, a few months ago. Uh, he works for TFL Car and Auto Works. Uh, he is uh, a, an awesome dude, and we owe a great amount of, of gratitude towards him. Definitely. Uh, but I told him earlier uh, that uh, uh, people are uh, overrated. Yes. <laughs> Just in general, they're overrated. <laughs> and I stand by that uh, as, as my uh, overriding philosophy. No, but Nathan's, Nathan went above and beyond anything we could ever ask him to do and introduced us to tons of amazing people today. Absolutely. Uh, members uh, of the automotive press, uh, people in the industry. Yes. Just, yeah, just tons yes. of other people. And everybody was super awesome and sweet. But I am tired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from I talking am. to all of them, Ian. Ian, we're first of all, we have to talk about our our uh, rideshare drive to the event. Mm-hmm. We were picked up in a Volkswagen Passat. Yes, the check engine light was on. 
But you repeat yourself, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you look up Volkswagen Passat and it just it's says... Just, it's just check. a check engine light. That's the image search. But uh, I think our driver's name was Mike. He was actually really nice and really cool to talk to. He was. He was great. And, and I'm I'm sure that it's that Volkswagen Passat check engine light that yes. like as soon as you clear it, it comes back. Yes. Right? Because I don't... I think the electrical issue is that the bulb just doesn't burn out. It does, <laughs> it does the opposite of burnout and just turns into perma on. If you disconnected the battery of a car, that light would still it's be on. It's actually a source of renewable energy. The, <laughs> yeah. the, the check engine light in a Volkswagen is actually the, the solution to all our energy needs. You just it's actually solved. fusion happening yep, inside. Yep. yep. You yep. just solved the energy crisis, Ian. <laughs> That's what it is. Nice. We can harness the power of a Volkswagen check engine light. Yeah. Set. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, <laughs> we, we had a, a nice drive there. And, and then once we got there, we, we, we got to fuck around and do our, our dumb Facebook videos. Yep. We did a lot check of Facebook live out. videos. So check those out. Yep. But, but this is going to be dedicated to the meat. Yes. The chewy center yeah. that everyone wants to know about these press days. And I feel like it doesn't get a lot of coverage. You are correct. So we're, we're going to talk about that. Uh, and then we did a couple of um, uh, rounds of FMK cars with some people that we met there. Yep. Um, and, then, and then that's pretty much what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So let's start off with the, the real meat and potatoes. Sure. And I think that is the, the thing that I was most interested in. And it's something that we've kind of touched on in the past in this on the show is like the dichotomy between like um like what the the brand perception of a car how much of how much of that uh is is driven by the language or or the supply that the automaker has made um versus like what the consumer is demanding yes so like uh like the the classic example is SUV the SUV boom in the 2000 in the 90s and the 2000s right was that driven by consumer demand or was that driven by the supply side right 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 and it's that classic thing and i think uh in the automotive space especially we were talking about this at lunch um uh, the 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 relationship between the press and the industry, yeah, is especially I don't want to say fraught, but it's 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 weirder than it yeah. is in most other industries. I think I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and part of it is that there's so much money at stake. You're right. You know, these purchases, each individual purchase represents a huge amount of money. Right. Really. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's you know outside, it's really the largest kind of consumer thing that we do like it's not like there's a real estate trade group that's marketing i mean i guess there is from like pre-built homes but that's a pretty niche thing really uh when compared to automotive which is enormous right and the and what i think is interesting is that like journalists sort of got into that because got into this space because they're interested in cars as a as a rule yeah yeah i think a lot of them are automotive enthusiasts yeah and so I think as enthusiasts, they typically have different set of requirements than the general public. And so yeah. the message that the automakers want to give to those journalists is inherently mismatched with what the journalists want to hear about. Right. Because versus, it's targeted to the consumer. And, right. Right. Whereas that journalist has 
not like you said, different requirements because they're approaching it from an enthusiast level, right? right. They know this kind of minutia about like how a low center of gravity impacts a vehicle, right? Right. And while something like that might be glossed over in a sales pitch to a customer, right? Like that, those kinds of things aren't really going to be, aren't going to be delivered typically to the, uh, you know, yeah, to, to the consumer in, in the form that we heard today, like, right. 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 And so what we want to kind of do with our auto show coverage, such as it is, yeah, is kind of get to the root of, 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 uh, of the language that the brands are using. Yeah. This, this was something that I I was really glad you, you caught onto this. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like, you know, we have these, especially, you know, our, uh, this being our first, experience with yep. an auto show yeah. press day. Yep. You know, we've gone be, we've been to auto shows before obviously, but like the the press day yeah. is interesting because they have press conferences yeah. at all the booths, right? Yep. We and, we went to a few of them today, yep. And it, it's interest it was interesting to me that like there's kind of like the uh you know, like the popular imagination of some of these brands and how narrowly some of the presentations adhered to those to those things. And it made me wonder if those, if those things had just been engineered from the very beginning. Right. Especially right. with the Mazda one. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the Mazda one first. It was the first press conference we went to. Yeah. Um, yeah. A, a gentleman discussed that CX-5. Right. Right. Mazda's mid range crossover that replaced the CX-7. So they have the CX-3, the CX-5 and the CX-9. No more seven. Is that true? It is true. We had five, three, five, and seven no, in there. No, oh. no, the seven has been defunct for a while now. Yep. <laughs> the, uh, look at me dropping hot Mazda yeah, crossover. Yeah, wow, you. No, because the CX-7 was a car that I actually paid attention to. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it was one of those sport utility vehicles that had a small four, uh, four-cylinder turbo engine yeah. that was good to drive, and mm-hmm. then Mazda killed it. Right. Right? Okay. It, that I thought hit a good balance of space and styling and stuff like that. So anyway, that's why I paid attention to the CX-7. I know it was replaced by the 5 and 9 okay. uh, because they were big fans of the Dolly Parton, Lily Tomlin uh, <laughs> <laughs> movie, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but so, so the first press conference we saw, and you picked up on a lot of language cues. I picked up more on the uh, environmental cues. So let's talk about your language cues. So, and and I, I think it's instructive actually to talk about it in the context of the second one that we got to, because I actually didn't start taking notes until we got to yeah the Jeep one, right, where and you I had was, something to reflect upon. And I it, it struck me. So the, the the first one we went to was the uh, uh, the Mazda. CX-5. Right. And then we went to FCA and they kind of ran most of the middle of the day and it was uh, uh, a Ram presentation, Ram trucks presentation. Real quick. Real, real quick. quick. Yeah. They just rammed it right in there. hey oh, oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that high five felt good. Ugh. Ian. <laughs> uh, anyway. <sighs> But then the CX, then then we went to the, uh, uh, we heard about the Jeep Compass. Yep, Jeep Compass Trailhawk Edition, which is the most I've thought about the Jeep Compass in my life ever. But oh, uh, we yeah, we got these USB thumb drives. Those things are pretty fucking cool, though. Yeah, and we're gonna get to the sh- the swag at the end yeah. of the show. Yeah, so definitely. We'll stick around till the end of the show. We'll for we swag talk. We will talk about the swag. Yeah, uh, portion of this because we have a lot to talk about. Right. Um. But uh, 
it struck me. It finally, like, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't occur to me to take notes until we got to the Jeep Compass thing. And it, right. And it was because the argument that they were mounting for the, and it wasn't even the argument, the content of it, it was the language that they used. Yeah. Um, for the, the CX-5 was, the Mazda was all very subjective and emotive emotive yes and yes. almost almost passive voice like right, right. like very um uh, uh you will feel like not right. not this car will make you feel like but you will feel like right, or the right. customer will feel like instead of uh you can accelerate from this to this right exactly this, right it was more it was more emotive uh, more um uh, relational r- relational right or right. uh uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Uh, relative, right? Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah, so yeah, so just kind of putting things in in more oblique concepts than actual hard statistics. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And and the 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 FCA presentation, uh, especially when it came to the Jeep Compass, because that kind of competes. It can, right. They, those those two vehicles compete with each they, other. They do. Yeah. Um. The the Jeep was much more. Uh, presentation was much more about here's what you get for your money. Right, right, right. And, and it, also did deep dive into statistics, like significant digits, decimal points were called out. Yeah, yeah. It, at, at one point, she called out uh, the approach angle of the tires. Right, right. Which yeah. is, is something the Jeep people always pay attention to. Right, right. But also that it had 0.3 inches of ground clearance more than any other competing brand. Right. Point, like, Ian, that's, that's know. that much. Right. Right? Like, point three, you know? Like, look, look at that. A third of an inch. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, that's what they're honing in that's on. It's just over a centimeter. As for, <laughs> right, exactly. For, for the information, that, that's less than a centimeter. Yeah. Right? Because a centimeter is 2.2. Huh. 2.54. 2.54. Ah. Oh boy, this the third is a thirty-three point three three. Can you tell we've been on all day? Oof. Anyway, so um, but, yeah. But here's the thing, and we're not making a value judgment of right. of one versus the other. I no. think obviously, uh, it, and the thing that 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 I related it to was that like uh, it, it was kind of a head versus the heart, definitely s- sort definitely. of dichotomy, right? Yeah, and and so like the. What I immediately leapt to, and this is my own preconceptions that I'm like projecting onto this thing, right? Oh boy. Absolutely. Here we go. Was that the Jeep was a was a, a well-argued case for moving to the suburbs. Okay. Right? Where it's a head argument. Right. You it get all, numbers. Th- yes. We're gonna provide you with data that will make sense yeah. when yeah, when this you is see the amount it on of square paper. footage right. that you will get for your money, square right. footage per dollar. Right. Right? That's what you get. Right. And and the Mazda was an argument for living in the city. It right. was a total heart argument. Right, right. Of like um uh, 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 of this is the way that you will, f- this is what you will feel after you make this decision. Not even that this product will make you feel that right, way. Right, right. But you will just have this feeling. Right, right. And I'll, I'll admit, I'm more of a sucker towards that language. And it didn't me even too. occur to me until I really started paying attention to the Jeep language. Right, right. Um, and I, I just really thought that was interesting because neither of them are an accident. Right, exactly. They, it's very well designed, very well rehearsed, very right. delivered. Yeah. And we, and whatever you think about the value of, e- of either of them, 
it's it's important, I think, to remember that they're not accidental. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And and like you said, this is not a this is not a judgment, but it right. is. But the fact that this kind of stuff stood out to you, you know, it, it, and and complete once you picked up on it, I picked up on it. Yeah. And we could really hone in on it. That's the important thing, like that aspect, and the, the brands delivering that type of data in that language, right? The voice that that brand speaks in, what it chooses to mm-hmm. speak in yeah. about its products, is something that uh, literally no one cares about. No. <laughs> well, but no, <laughs> Other I think. Than it, us. I, and I yeah. think it's interesting to think about that stuff in the context of engineering decisions too. Like when Definitely. we drive cars. You know, uh, keeping those things in mind, whether those things actually come through. Right. Like, exactly. because that gives us context for what th- the goal was. Right. Does 0.3 inches come through? <laughs> right. <laughs> but the fact that they paid attention to ground clearance as a priority, that comes through. Right. But th- that, but here's the thing, is that that, me- that says to me, because... If that thing is a priority, if that is your overarching priority, right. you're not buying that car. Right. You're buying a, a Wrangler. Right. That means that used to be your priority. Right. And your priorities have been realigned. Right. You, and so now you're buying this. It's a compromise, right? Right. right. So you need to rationalize. Right. You need to rationalize that compromise. Right. Rationalize that compromise. And I... And I feel like even you could make the same argument for the Mazda. Uh-huh. Where like, that's not the car that you wanted. The car you wanted was the MX-5. Right. Yeah. But now you're rationalizing the CX-5. CX-5 because you have a family. Because you have a family. But right. you get the same feeling as right. you get from the MX-5. Right. Right. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it, and so that that's what this whole thing is, right? So like the spiritual root of that language for Jeep Right. Is the Wrangler. And right. everybody knows it. Exactly. Exactly. And the spiritual root for Mazda is the Miata. Is the Miata, the MX-5, whatever right. you want to call it. Right. And everybody I, I knows like, it. I like that you had to add MX-5 to that. Well, that's what it's called now. They don't call it the Miata anymore. But everybody knows. Yeah, it's called the Miata. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you're exactly right. Yep. Yep. It's That's the root, right? Right. Right. And so everything else is just a shadow off of that root. Everything yeah. else is just a shadow of the Wrangler with Jeep, right? Yeah. 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 It's just it's just interesting to to uh to kind of dig into the language yeah that they use instead yeah. of paying because the specs are boring. Right. I mean, especially by the time they get to Denver. Right. Everybody knows the specs of all the cars. We all like the specs are just all we have to do is look up all the specs. Right. Right. In the world. And if you wanted specs, you wouldn't be listening to this show. So here's what right. we we promise you, dear listeners and viewers. Yes. Is navel gazily just getting into language and meaning and philosophy and I'm already bored. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Let's talk let's talk about some fun stuff. Okay. Okay. So so we ha- we saw the uh, CX-5. We really liked the CX-5, right? I was really impressed with it. The interior was fantastic. While the guy was giving the presentation to the CX-5, I could within eye shot I had the Volvo booth oh, yeah. be- behind him mm-hmm. and my eye kept wandering mm-hmm. to the Volvo booth. I was mm-hmm. like I was like the the bad boyfriend, right? <laughs> right. Who like kept looking over his girlfriend's shoulder at the waitress and, or right, something, yeah. Right, but I was doing that with the 
with the CX-5. You were like, cheating on the CX-5 with the S90 I, is what you were talking I, about. Yeah, even though... In your would, mind. Right, exactly, yeah. Uh, so uh, may, Mazda maybe put up some baffles. <laughs> 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 we're going to bring you into this room, yeah. into the sensory deprivation tank. Yeah. We're going to hit you with the CX-5. Yeah, um, you know, that. I mean, that was really the only stuff that I noticed, you know, but um, we like the CX-5. The rear doors open super wide. Yeah. It doesn't... It half Dave's. You can see our video on Facebook Live, and, and we kind of talked about this uh, in a segment coming up that we'll we'll drop you into with uh, a, a guy we met at at the show uh, named Andrew. But the, the the interior of the of the Mazdas now, yeah, are what in the market segment what VW used to be. 10, 10 15 years, years ago. ago yep, right? yep, exactly. Um they're they're really they're really pretty good. Yeah, they're really good. They're really well thought out. The driver they focused. Feel fantastic. Yeah. Yeah I, re- yeah. I really like them. Yeah, a nice place to be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um so th- there were some other presentations that we saw. Uh we we did uh go through uh we sat through the 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 Volkswagen one. Right. Uh and and the Nissan one. The Chrysler Pacifica. The Chrysler Pacifica. Very interesting. The Chrysler uh, Pacifica hybrid. Yes. Um yeah, the plug-in a, hybrid. Which is an interesting car. Yeah. And the language they used for it was very interesting. It was the same person yep. giving the 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 Jeep, Jeep. Compass yep. and the, the Chrysler Pacifica pitch and they use completely different language. They really did. They really did. And yeah. she said one her her name's Kelly. She said one sentence. Yeah, you zeroed in on that this. I honed in on. Yeah. She said, if you're the type of person that will make the effort to plug it in, then the Chrysler Pacifica E hybrid is for you. Yeah. Right? That right. the type if you are, they're already putting a disclaimer on it right. as to how you should set your expectations around this vehicle. Yeah. They're saying you're going to need to bring this level of effort to get the most out of this vehicle, right? Very few people do that. They will say like say with a Jeep Wrangler, they will say if you happen to want to go to the trails or do an off-road thing, you can. So right? I went I went somewhere else with that with that statement. Okay. Which was it was an acknowledgement, uh, not an explicit one, but an implicit acknowledgement of the of the political reality that right. like, that some yeah. people that 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 this is important to some people, right? But it's sort of fraught to talk about, especially in a room with automotive journalists in it, right? Right. right. And so I feel like it was almost like a like a. Uh, like a, you know, those guys sort of nudge, right? Like those crazy environmental kooks, right? Okay. Um, and I, and I wonder if maybe like in that sort of insular, mid Michigan world, uh, where all the automakers are, if that, if that maybe makes more sense than it does in Denver. Okay. You know, because in Denver, those people are everybody's friends because right. that's those are the people who moved here. Right, exactly. You know, exactly. Um, and I, and so I wonder if that line was designed for other markets and right. nobody thought about like, oh, Denver, that might not fly. Right. You know, because the, some of these territories that the the salespeople that we met today are huge. Right, yeah. Spanning from sometimes Houston to Denver, which right. is about as far away from each other in every sense of the meaning, right? Exactly. That you can think of, uh, yeah. Right. Um, which is which is kind of crazy that they have to have one pitch for all of those places right. in between. Right. 
Yeah. So that was that was very interesting. Uh, the yeah, seeing the, seeing the same person deliver such different language about a different product was right? fascinating. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. So let's get to let's talk real quick about the FMK cars that we played with Andrew Gans. Yes. Right. Uh, so um, so we met Andrew at the RMAP dinner that we went to a couple weeks ago. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Uh, fantastic guy. Uh, you'll hear him running through FMK cars and a discussion about Lincoln. Yes. Ian, we and talked also, about Lincoln a lot. And also, if you're going to be at all critical of anything that Andrew says, just know that he recently acquired a Saab, so he deserves right. all of our sympathy. Energy. Energy and respect. Money. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you're going to hear that now. Ian, Dave, we're in a Lincoln with a special guest. We are in a Lincoln, and we're going to try not to get distracted by the Lincoln and focus. <laughs> we're here with Andrew Gans. Hello. Howdy. I am currently <laughs> blinded by chrome. Yeah. I'm sorry, that's that's uh, plastic-covered chrome. Yes. Chrome-covered plastic. Exactly. I think Manfred Mann had a song about that. It was, yeah. a, it was a huge hit. <laughs> yes. It was big in Polynesia. <laughs> so, uh, here we are in a Lincoln Continental. We have so many thoughts on this car. But first, Ian, what do you say we play FMK Cars with Andrew here? Let's do that. So, uh, FMK Cars is a game we play. Uh, it's based off the classic game of Fuck, Mary Kill, but we play it with cars instead of people because we're nice. Um, and uh, I think for this time, we're going to go no catches, just straight up, and we're just going to do the first three cars we got presentations on. Yes. Okay, okay so the Mazda CX-5, the Jeep Compass, and the Chrysler Pacifica Hybrid. Hmm. Ooh, that's interesting. Right? Yeah, i got to think about that one. Well, I can immediately say, for Mary, it's going to be the Pacifica. Right. Practical. It's just, it's the long-run car. You're gonna, that's the one you're going to want to have forever. Yeah, it's yeah, a plug-in hybrid. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean that's that one's easy, but as far as uh, fucking kill, so we've well, got the. the I, CX-5. Already, I already forgot the cars. CX five, <laughs> and they are midsize crossovers, so that's understandable. That yeah, might yeah, these are not these together. are forgettable vehicles. Right. Yeah. CX five. What's the other one that I'm forgetting? The Jeep Compass. Jeep Compass. Yes. Um, I'm gonna fuck the uh, the Mazda. Okay. Yeah, it's a great driving vehicle. It looks good. It's got sort of an Italian theme going to it now. I see hints of Alfa Romeo in there. That's probably a stretch. Um, it's just a nice vehicle. They really have done a bang-up job, and it avoids a lot of that old Mazda-ness where it's just sporty without thinking about anything else. It's yep. finally, they're going a little bit more mainstream. It's a little more practical. I like that car a lot. Um, and it's a little sexy, at least as far as, as crossovers go. Yeah. The Compass, I really want to like it more than I do. It's just, it's expensive for what it is. It's a little cramped inside for what it is. Yeah. It's it's just mediocre. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, just doesn't do it for me. What would I you do? Ian? I think you've chosen well. Yeah, I yeah. think I may reverse it. I think and I may marry go with the, the Mazda. Mazda. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Welcome to Team Clear Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> I think we found our third host. <laughs> I think. Oh, yeah, exactly. I think also it's an it, it's an interesting exercise to sit in a in a modern Mazda and then sit in a modern Volkswagen and compare the interiors. That's a great point. Yeah. I, I really is, think yeah. like the Mazda interiors have really come up, mm-hmm. and the Volkswagen interiors. We've talked about this on the show before. We have. They're fine. Like they're nice, everything's yeah. nice. Yep. But they're very boring. 
The problem is that, to me, the Volkswagen interior used to be, and when I say used to, three years ago, was baseline average. And everybody else has moved forward. Yes. Right. And Volkswagen it, is the same. So now Volkswagen, what used to be average, inevitably is below average. And it's right. just... Well, in 10 years, there. I feel like it's been longer than that. It's been 10 years ago, they were, like, ahead of the game yeah. for where they were in the market. Premium, yeah. And, uh... Yeah, they were just killing it then. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a little Audi. Right, yeah, exactly. A cheap Audi, yeah. And, you know, that fell apart. But they looked good <laughs> while they didn't fall apart. Yeah, right. exactly. Before they fell apart. Now, okay, so speaking of... So we're all in agreement on that. Yes. Speaking of falling apart. Yes, we, we the, need to the, the, talk the, about the Lincoln, Lincoln that we're in. This Lincoln. Yes. So yeah. I, my first impression is that this is the most... Uh, impressive forward-looking car of the 1968 Denver Auto Show. <laughs> um, like, uh, even even the styling is very, like, 60s or 70s future. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. Like, it's very mid-mod. A lot of mid-mod yeah. going on here. Yeah. Right. Which is cool now. Right. Kind of. Yeah. But the execute, it's just the, and it's, it's the same with the exterior styling. I yeah. feel like, I can, I get it. I get where they're going and it's laudable, but, like, they just didn't get the investment that they should have gotten yeah. from Ford, right? Because right. they should be doing ultra luxury. There is just a little too much Fordness to it. And yeah. it works, there's stuff that works well in a Fusion, for instance. Like a lot of these, a lot of these highly grained materials in here are Fusion grade, which is great at 30 grand, yeah. 35 grand. But right. I don't know what the cost of this one we're sitting in is, but with all these bells and whistles in here, I can't imagine this thing's under 60. No, right. No. And we can see the foam in our seats by, by pulling up. It seems like the seats are like almost a slip cover. Well, I can't see anything because the chrome <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i'm blinded look at this uh, ignition column this has come apart here oh do you see nice. that Ian? oh I yeah i took a picture of it well to be to be fair that the, these are uh auto show cars and the denver auto show is not exactly like yeah the first stop on the circuit for these are these road yeah. hard and put away wet like a bunch of toddlers just get thrown into the car right this could be yeah. the second year for this car True. on an auto show circuit you're gonna want to wash your hands yeah yeah after sitting in this yeah <laughs> because it's a toddler aquarium um <laughs> it, uh, there's all kinds of accoutrements in the back seat accoutrement yeah the back seat is, is actually a really nice back seat yeah and these you know, these seats are very funky with their it's almost like a uh, first class airline seat you know with extra support and mm -hmm. kind of this hovering design yeah the hovering thing is really cool yeah and again it's something that i think like would have been in a concept car in the 60s very right. much so yeah yeah, yeah again it, it, it does have that mid-mod thing going for it which i actually like i do yeah. too i think that I'm works a huge well fan of that era very yeah. understated but to me the execution of the vehicle is where it really comes down the just the the interior is just you, you you go hop in an Audi and everything feels right. right. I haven't overwhelmed you with again chrome and buttons that don't feel very good and overly grain materials. And here you've got just a downscale feel. It just isn't doing it for me. Yeah. Well, it's the fake upscale, right? Yeah. Fake upscale. That's a better way of putting it. And, it, and that, that and that's a, it's a shame because some of these design cues and yeah. and even that like that waterfall layout in there would have been really cool if it had been pulled off well. If they yeah. had dumped yeah. money into the interior of this some thing. Great yeah. ideas going on here for sure. Right. What the why, push why button are we transmission? Part-time podcasters yeah. and not uh, product management for Lincoln. True. Yeah. There might be openings. But but. <laughs> But I, I think if somebody said, we want this, but we're only going to give you this much money, mm -hmm. this is what you get. Yeah. Because I, I think I, that's I, what happened. Yeah, no, I, I think whoever was yeah. in charge of it actually did a fantastic job. Yeah. Because I, I would assume that they had super constrained resources. Had to have, yeah. Right? So providing yeah. something like this, you know, yeah. which is, is pretty cool, um, you know, but still... 
Uh, it, it, and we talked about this on the show before with the Chrysler 300, where it gets towards this uncanny, uncanny valley, yeah. where kind of the, the closer you get to trying to be like a Rolls Royce or something like that, the more obvious these shortcomings are yeah. when you get to that level. Yeah. yeah. You really do. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of, you, if you kind of go back in time to when Ford and Volvo, for instance, there were a lot of great ideas there and the execution just wasn't quite right. what it should have been. Now the Volvo's on its own and, well, owned by the Chinese, it's a little bit of a different story because they're just pumping money into it and letting them right. do what they want. But there's a lot of parallels to me to, to Volvo 12, 15 years ago. That's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And it's so yeah. frustrating now, especially with Cadillac moving in a different direction, yeah. moving in that German sporty Sport. luxury. Thing. Yep. Yeah. Like, Lincoln should be American luxury mm-hmm. and just dumping money into the interior yeah. of this car, but they're... Uh, the interior is what sells. I mean, it's... Yeah. The exterior gets you into the showroom, the interior is what, what signs on the dotted line, and this interior just does not... It, it would be neat if I hadn't, t- you know, test driven anything else. If this was right. the only car I looked at, I'd say, well, there's a lot of features here. It's really cool. It looks great. But then if I go sit in an Audi A6, which I realize is a little smaller, but same price. Right. Or, you know, a Genesis. Uh, yeah, you know, that's, exactly. That's the standard bearer right yeah. now in terms of value, luxury. Bang for the buck, for yeah. sure. I, I think you touched on a very good point when you, uh, when you said uh, the, oh, crap, what was it? Just, just before that, um, the Cadillac versus Lincoln thing, or uh, and no. it's gone, and, folks. And what? it's gone. Uh, I'm done. I'm out of here. We'll get I, you a juice, buddy. I, no, I had something, but then I kept listening to what you're saying instead of just thinking about what I wanted to say next, like a like a good human. Um, <laughs> That's what the gosh. problem is. You're too nice. Oh shoot, I can't remember. Uh, I don't know. Well, while you're thinking about that, I'll point out that there are chrome uh, dials on the on the stocks for the the windshield wipers. I've never seen chrome on the windshield wiper stock. Doesn't oh, look weird. or feel good. I mean, this looks oh, like... yeah. This looks, this looks bad. Yeah. Oh, uh, about what you said about the exterior of the vehicle being the thing that dr- draws you into the showroom and the interior that sells it. You finally explained why people bought Subaru Tribecas. <laughs> I never understood it until now because you look That's at the thing point. and it's like, oh. But so then they, he, they came into the showroom with like a circus freak right, sort of fascination. Right. Or it was completely dark and the, yeah. the salesperson <laughs> shoved them into the car Nighttime. and then turned the lights yeah. on. Right. Yeah. 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 Have you seen the, the you know, the at, at the time, uh, the parent company of Subaru, Fuji Heavy, was partially owned by General Motors and GM owned Saab. Have you seen the Saab version of the Tribeca that was supposed to come out? No, that oh, was supposed man. to come out? There's one in the Saab Museum in, in uh, Sweden, and it's it's basically the updated Tribeca is what it right. became. Because I forget, I, I might be having my calendar isn't might be the, off a little isn't bit. Isn't that the 9.4X? And didn't they make like a couple of them? No, I think this is different. Yeah, a little bit different. The 9.4X was uh, was based on the, uh, well, the extended version of the Equinox platform and oh, the right. Cadillac okay. SRX. So right. it, it kind of was its own thing that was better thought out. But again, yeah, they made four of them. But the they did a the a Saab version of the Tribeca. It basically just had a Saab front end and a Saab badge on the steering wheel, kind of like the 92X. Yeah, right, remember right. that kind yeah, of same the Saab and the 97X. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, thing, yeah. same kind of idea. Uh, and for whatever reason, it didn't get the green light. I, I don't remember the story exactly why, but there's one sitting in the Saab museum, and it's basically a Tribeca, the the updated Tribeca, which wasn't much better than the original. Right. But with a Saab badge, and it just makes me chuckle. <laughs> that, <laughs> I like that. That, that could have been. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have rescued the. What would have been funny is like if that had come out and all the Saab heroes were like, ah, yeah, and then it like 
is the Porsche Cayenne and just like yeah. completely rescues them. Infuse tons of cash into yeah. Saab yeah. and then next thing you know you get quirky convertibles and, and Vigan 2 electric boogaloos. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Exactly. That could have been it. Yep. For Saab. Yep. Didn't happen. Well, we've answered a lot of questions today. We have figured out why people bought Tribeca's, uh, where chroming uh, should and should not be used. We managed the shoehorn discussions about Lincoln and Saab into what was supposed to be a two-minute conversation. Exactly. Uh, we suckered someone else into playing FMK cars with us. Yeah. I thought I was going to get a free lunch out of this. <laughs> well, we have some We have uh, some hats from Chrysler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have some bruised bananas that were in my messenger bag. Uh, but no, wait, go ahead and plug the outlets where people can find you and your work. Uh, sure. I, I work for High Gear Media, which means I'm with Motor Authority, The Car Connection, and Green Car Reports. All of those are .coms. You should check them out. Awesome. Twitter? Anything um, like that? I tried to tweet and then I forgot to do it and then my <laughs> account got taken over by bots somewhere and I closed it and I've given up on tweeting. <laughs> so you can't find me on Twitter. I the gave up on The smartest one in the, in the car. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Andrew. We really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank well, you, Andrew. That was delightful. Yes. Uh, yeah, suckering someone else to talk, in, to talk about Lincoln with us was yeah. fantastic. Right? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Go figure. Like, one of America's classic brands, we have a lot of opinions about it. Yeah. Oh, right. there's finger wagging yeah, happening. Exactly. Huh. And and the words should and, right, like all of this. <laughs> if only they listened. Right. But the language that we use when we talk about that brand versus, like, uh, what we talk about when we say... BMW, where it's like, well, this is what they have done. We we never talk about BMW and saying like what we think they should do. Right. 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 So anyway, yeah, just another. No, actually, that's really good. I want to explore that for just a second. Okay. Because, because I, it's like uh, when when BMW does something that disappoints me. Uh huh. I get irritated and. And I want to shame them for it. I want to make them sit on the naughty step. Okay. All right. For what they've done, X6M. You know what you've done. Right. Yeah. See, see our Instagram video. You know what you did, right. BMW. You know what you did. Yeah. You sit there. And you then sit they there did it again with the four. You, you sit there and think about it. Yeah. And they're going to keep doing it. But with Lincoln. Right. It's more like, oh. Come on, buddy, buddy, man, buddy, come, come on. on. You could, you buddy, could, you could, Lincoln. But you could have done that. How, but like, buddy. I know you tried. You Quit. tried, right? Yeah. It's I'm just, just, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Exactly. BMW, sit the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Ian, so after we talked to Andrew, <laughs> after we talked to Andrew about Lincoln and Volvo under Ford's ownership, yes. and the differences between the two, yeah, we, we, went, we went and sat in the S90. Yeah, you went and farted in an S90. I was farting a lot at that point. Holy it's okay. Crap. I took care of it. We both pooped at the auto show. Uh. We didn't need to say that. I'm sorry. That was my fault. <laughs> both of the, all of those things were my From fault. From one super gassy individual to another. Another. We yeah, yeah we really yeah. laid our stamp on that place yeah yeah sorry all auto show attendees <laughs> yeah uh, every show that or every car that you sit in at the Denver Auto Show uh, we, we we farted probably in farted it. <laughs> we farted in it before you got there sorry about that um, but not sorry enough not to do it. <laughs> 
All right. So anyway, so yeah, so we were in the 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 Lincoln Continental. Yes. And I said that it was the the greatest uh the the most innovative car of the 1968 Denver Auto Show. Right. I stand by that. I think that was apt. But then we went and sat in the S90. Right, right. And the S90 was less ambitious. Yep. But better executed and therefore a better luxury interior. Oh yeah, the interior first of all the exterior is fantastic. Yes. Interior amazing. Well done Volvo. Right. And yeah. and here's here's where I think we can, we can kind of make a differentiation is that the more luxurious you're aiming to be, right. The the narrower the gap between your ambition and your execution can be. Right. right? Exactly. So like if if you're making a a a hatchback, a fun hatchback, you can make some crazy design decisions and miss in the execution, right? And it's still charming, exactly. But if it's a luxury car and you do that, yeah, ooh. no. When you come at the king, you best not miss, right? Exactly, right? That's exactly right. Yeah. Um. And 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 the link and the and it's really interesting that Lincoln and Volvo were both owned by Ford, right? Like ten years apart from each other, like the S ninety and the and the Continental, Continental are like, you know, sister brothers. Yeah. That sister, relationship is really weird. And yeah. I didn't think about it until Andrew brought it up. Yeah. Sister cousin brothers. Yes. It's right. very, it's a very interesting dichotomy between right. those two cars. Um, and I mean, I know which one I would rather have. Right. You know, there's no the, question. Yeah. Obviously a Buick Encore. No, the, <laughs> the, the, the S 90 hands down, but yeah. So, yeah, so sitting in the S90, fantastic. Uh, perfect amount of technology and luxury. Yeah. Yeah, and it is also a fully level 2 autonomous car standard. Yeah. Right? And and that's just what happens when you 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 know, they they have a very solid idea of what that brand is right. and basically unlimited resources yeah. to just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's pretty And amazing. also I think that the S90 is a is a good example of picking your battles. Right, mm-hmm. they chose to make decisions in certain areas, like um, like we talked about in our Facebook Live video, where they didn't try to make a push button transmission. They still stuck yeah, they didn't the reinvent the right exactly the transmission Be- right because they they thing. you only have so many resources when you're doing anything. Right, they chose to devote those resources into an amazing sound system, perfect oh, good fit. materials, yeah, perfect good materials fit and finish, is, yeah. yeah, right, yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, we love the S90 and we both want one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's let's talk about Volkswagen. Okay. Yeah, so going back to to language and 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 how uh brands uh communicate themselves to people. So the Volkswagen thing was interesting. Yeah. Because it was for the Volkswagen Atlas, their was, their new big car. Right. Uh yeah. Yeah. And it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, it, it's like a competitor to a Toyota 4Runner, Volvo XC90. Right. Know, yeah. Seven seat. Uh, Audi thing. Q7. And you actually fit in yep, I the back of it pretty well. I did. I wouldn't want to spend tons of time back there, but th- up until then, the XC90 was the only third row seat that yeah. I could fit in. It's another yeah. uh, MQB jam. Yeah. Um, but th- what was interesting to us was that uh, their presentation was all about 
market placement and strategy. Yes, strategy. Volkswagen has finally entered this segment of the market. Yeah. And now we are a strategic offering. Right. And it yeah. wasn't, and, and so like, if you go back to like how Mazda was, so Mazda was, this is how our customers will feel after they buy this product. Right. The, the Jeep and the Ram thing were like, these are the problems that we're solving in num- hard numbers and statistics yep. in very yep. cold and calculating sort of right. things. But the VW one was like the most cynical of all of the yeah. presentations that we saw, right? Yeah. And I don't mean that necessarily in a bad way because that, that obviously that same calculation goes into all of these exactly. cars. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Nobody's just riding, banging this out the night before. Right. And, yeah. and obviously all of everything, like the, the, the feelings from the Mazda thing, the, the hard numbers from the FCA presentations and the, and the cynicism of the, the VW presentation, all of those elements go into every single car that gets put onto the market. Right. It's just interesting which elements get communicating out to the right. to the world, right? And I feel like it maybe maybe it's just that the Vo- that Volkswagen still feels like they have enough uh uh cachet in those other departments where they can just this is the segment that we're now in. Right. And now that we have something in this segment, you're, you're going to buy it. Yeah, exactly. You're going to fucking buy it. Right. You know, right. maybe that's all it is. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't have done this if you wouldn't buy it. So here's the car. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know if that's what it is or. Right. It, it was just. There's almost some hubris to it. Yeah. A little. Hubris is a good way to describe their last two years. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So um, yeah, so we went to, to after that we went to Nissan. Yeah. Right? And the the language that Nissan used was very interesting as well because it was a it was a presentation about the Nissan Titan. Yes. Right? And Nissan was making a large effort through this presentation to establish itself as a legitimate utilitarian truck. Yeah. Right? Because it's never been seen as something that is a fleet vehicle where you would mm-hmm. see Chevy, Ford, you know, Dodge, uh, Toyotas. Right. Tried to get into that for a while now. You know, um, yeah, so these like utilitarian fleet trucks, Nissan is making a big push with the feature sets that are available, like a rear seat delete and things like that to enter this fleet utilitarian market. And so it was language that was that was devoted to establishing their the it, it, to communicating the thought and the design and all of the energy that went into making those things like, an AC outlet in the bed of the truck, right. you know, like talking about all of those things and, and making sure that, uh, that people understood that there is no reason why you shouldn't consider this as a legitimate work truck, work truck. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It, yeah. And they weren't saying things like, you know, it, I mean, they, they did talk about how it's the Rocky mountain automotive press truck of the year, you know, like, a lot of these kinds of, of things and awards um, and it, its capacity, but that kind of stuff was not really rammed down our throats with statistics to back it up. It was just like, these are the awards, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. 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 It was interesting too, because it was a really like much more like narrow yeah. kind of twist on the kind of the same uh, theme as like the Jeep and FCA language, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but just like geared towards one really narrow segment yeah, of the population. Exactly. Yeah. And they even yeah. said it was like 17% of the market. Right. And that's where they spent 
all of their energy. Yeah. It's really weird. Yeah. But interesting. Yeah. For sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if they're just focusing on the, like, well, I had a, a Nissan Titan at work. I would buy one for home. Like, you know, or, or right. like that kind of like that. I, yeah. I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. Anyway. Don't know. Yeah. All right. So, so after that, after that, so we went to <laughs> a happy hour, a happy hour. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it was, it was noisy. And so of course we decided to try to record in that from KCAR. Exactly. With Matt Pilgrim from the Pilgrim Motor Press. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's what you're going to hear next. And then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Maven and we will yep. talk about the swag that we got and how you can uh, get your hands on this hot, yep. hot shit. Yep, that's right. All right, let's hear FMK Cars with Matt. So we're going we're gonna to play a game uh, that we play on the podcast called FMK Cars. It's based on the classic game of Fuck, Mary Kill. Right. Um, and... Um, but we play with cars instead of people because we're nice. Right. And uh, we're going to do it. We're going to do kind of a twist on this one. We are. So you're... First of all, you we're had here. four drinks. We're, gonna... we're here with Matt Pilgrim. Yeah. Pilgrim Motor Press. Thank you. Right? Any yeah. other plugs? Uh, where, where, do you, where are you on Twitter? Uh, Twitter, Pilgrim Motor Press. Also right for greencars.com. Awesome. And uh, tflcars.com. Fantastic. Great. Um, so... We're going to start, we're going to do this one a little bit differently than we normally do, uh, which to you is uh, the way we always do it. Because <laughs> right, first before. time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, from the cars you saw today, in, during the preview. Any of the cars in the convention center. Yeah. What, what was your favorite? Let's, go, let's stay away from supercars. So, let's say no yeah. supercars. Right. Regular mass production vehicles, the ones that you saw today, what was your favorite? As soon as you say supercars... My mind goes automatically to the Aztecs and how enclosed those cabins were. And I don't know if I'd be able to live with that on a daily basis, but Jaguar, which has okay. a, a, a similar styling theme to Aston, you know, some may argue that, they have the panoramic roof on the F-Type. And that just like makes a world of difference for me for sitting in the car and feeling like I could drive this on a daily basis and have the confidence to really bring it out. Okay. So we're so going to go F-Type Coupe is what you're, is what you're going The with. F-Type Coupe is extremely sexy. It is. I agree. Yes. Oh, it yeah. Is and has one of the best exhaust notes <laughs> ever. Yeah. Ever. I, and it's yeah. also very well suited <laughs> for this FMK cars, I would yes, say. Yes, it is. Oh, God. Okay. So okay. here we go. Okay, so for this, for this, normally what we do is we give you three different cars, and you have to assign fuck, marry, kill. Fuck being you drive it for a day, hit it and quit it. And done. Mary is you, you, it's your new daily driver. K is it goes to the crusher immediately. Yeah. Right? Okay. In this one, though, you want to take this? Sure, sure. So in this one, you're gonna to have to pick from three different versions of the F. Type coupe, okay? Yeah, okay. So the first version of this and, F-type and, and coupe. And you're gonna you're gonna have to live yes. in an, an automotive subculture. Yes. Okay, okay. So okay, and, okay. and in this you are a member, a, an active participating member of this su- subculture. So the first one is we're gonna take that glorious Jaguar engine out and we're gonna install a diesel, a Cummings turbo diesel, and you are going to roll coal. You are going to eat a coal rolling red neck in your Jaguar, okay? Negative. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. The second one that you get to pick from is a Hella Flush Stance Bro. 
So you're gonna drop that jag down. Those wheels are gonna be staggered, and the brim of your baseball cap, flat as can be. <laughs> flat as can be. You're just gonna be vaping all the time. Roger that. Yeah. So much Jack Johnson coming from the stereo. Yeah. Snap, Snapchatting <laughs> with the youths, right? And then lastly, a donk. So you're gonna lift the jag, you're gonna put on like 24 inch chrome wheels, and you will have a donked jag. So you, now you have to pick oh FMK. And, and then donk, donks also uh, usually come with some sort of uh, theme, like a like yeah, like candy Captain Crunch. or cereal or yeah. something like that. And so you get to pick your theme with this as well if you if you decide not to crush the donk. Oh so, my yeah. god! Go ahead. Holy shit. Well, I would have to definitely kill the oversized wheel platform of the Jaguar at time. Okay. You're killing the donk. I'm killing... This is a first for us. This We've is never because had we're a donk-friendly podcast. Killing we the donk. We love donks. We've so, never had anyone kill the donk. Yeah. So here's the thing. I love the way that manufacturers set up their cars. Okay. And the, the only reason is ride and handling compromise with actual outright performance. So I consider myself a little bit of a, a fan of the plushness, a fan of the luxury. You're talking I, to I, someone who drives an M45. Exactly, yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I drive a Range Rover Sport. So right. not only do I want the, the off-road capability, but I want a ride that's going to be serene. Okay. It's, it's going to be relaxing and... Sure exactly what a luxury car should be right and so when you add on the additional uh inches for the diameter of the wheels i feel like that might degradate definitely the ride the (laughs) ride performance of it 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 may enhance the the overall handling but so i normally don't like point of order our guests but point of order (laughs) (laughs) um i don't think anything says anything in rolling coal says luxury and and certainly stance bro doesn't say luxury or comfort if if you're if you're if your concern is luxury ride i would say i would submit to the fine (laughs) gentleman from (laughs) from pilgrim press that uh that it's actually the donk that would be more comfortable of a ride than the stance bro ride That's a tough call, but but it, but I, I, mean, I but look, I'm gonna take look, a couple I, pulls I of my know. pipe now. So I yeah, know, let's, I know. let's stick with it. So, I, so tell I, us I what you're to, thinking I, on the I other have, two. Yeah, the other two. I mean, so, it's, so you would kill the donk. Now you have to choose fuck or marry between the coal roller, bro truck version of the F-Type or the Hella Flush Stance, bro. This is... As your daily driver. This is insane. This is insane. You know, I used to love the roll call just because it was like, uh, who gives a fuck, you know, kind of I'm going to roll on this as much power as possible. Right. Emissions be damned. Right. We have but, thoughts on that. Yeah. So when you when you come on later for a full show, we 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 will discuss that because yes. we we, that. we don't agree yeah. with your your, your, okay. your premise okay. there. But but okay. continue. But go on, go on. So that that's my stance on 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 uh, the daily driver being the more standardized uh, infinite vehicle. 
Yes. So. Yeah. So you're trying to get as close to stock on that on that Jag, right? Yeah. The 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 exactly the Jaguar. You know, even with my Land Rover, I have it completely stock. I just have some off-road tires on it. Sure. So, sure. You know, if I'm if I'm really gonna dig into this performance-wise, maybe consider an upgrade in some uh, tires at least. Right. You know, maybe make sure I get the manual transmission while it was still available. Right. Right. It's 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 all sorts of factors that are going in here. Yeah. Okay. So so it, it's it's down to the to the Mary and the fuck. Okay. Right. Coal roller stance bro. What are you gonna pick? Dude, I have to go with the out of the factory F type. Just screaming out of the factory with the exhaust. That is plenty fuck for me. Okay. I have to say. No, but you can't. That's not an option. You can't. You can't just say out of the factory. I, I, I want to say. I want to say out of the factory. You're not allowed to. <laughs> yeah. You've got, you've got Stance Pro, Stance Pro, or Coal Roller. If you had, I don't know. And you've see, got that's to live. The, that's the toughest those, thing. You've that's, got to live both. That's the toughest thing. thing. That's the game, though, because if we yeah. made an obvious choice, then it'd just be your marriage. Yeah. Right. For sure. For sure. Right. Yeah. If I would, if I would go, I would go. Fuck. I would go Stance. Okay, you would marry the stance? I would marry the stance. Okay, okay, because more than likely there's probably airbags on the suspension. Right. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so it would be a plush Yeah, so much vaping, so much vaping. Oh, God, yeah. So many flat Just listening to EDM. Yeah, you could crawl. Just dead mouse on the stereo 24-7. Exactly. Just crawl downtown. Your tire budget would be insane. Insane. Because, I mean, my wheels would be pointed in all which directions, you know, just like absolutely slam. You know, like tread wear out the ass, but to any stance bro listeners we may have still somehow at this point. <laughs> we're sorry and we love you. Please don't stab us <laughs> with your vape pins. <laughs> so so then that means that means you would F the diesel version and you would roll coal in an F type for a day. That's true. You would be the least likable person on the I road know. that day. I yeah. think You've got I a ridiculous, am. expensive sports car, and you're rolling coal. You should go to Ooh. a Jaguar owners group that day yes. and try not to get murdered. I with like, know. They would try to snip your fingers off with, like, cigar snippers, you know, like that the, they used to cut off the tips of cigars before they smoke them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I would do if I had an F-Type that was rolling coal. Yeah. Like, it just, like... Spewing uh, exhaust out the fumes. I like, think hide, like, hide is what you would do. Yeah, yeah because yeah. there just would be like, masses of the proletariat you know, chasing after yeah. you, wanting but to you chop off. But you know what? Nobody would expect you. Yeah, no, you're you know, the like, wild card. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So what? So there's this huge diesel plume, right? And of the outer fuel F type headlights. Yeah, it'd be like yeah. That right. was that F-Type. Right, right. That was that F-250 that's right. like right next to him. So yeah. I'd be like, that would be a secretive way to enjoy yeah. for one day. Yeah. Rolling cold. Yeah, but hang out with other trucks and blame it on them. I would definitely, <laughs> I would definitely have to partake in some environmental it's the, uh, agencies. This is the automotive program. equivalent of 
farting and blaming it on the dog. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And if that if, if that farting exhaust was absolutely toxic to the ozone. Yes. yes. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you tolerating us <laughs> bastardizing your beloved F type. And yeah, so you can check out Matt Pilgrim Pilgrim Motor Press, right? And on Twitter at. Pilgrim Motor Press. There we go. Yeah, so, but thank you so much. We're Fantastic. looking forward to talking to you more. Thank you guys. Love you. Ian. Dave. All right. So, and, Matt, and Matt, thank you again for playing FMK Cars with us. Yes, that was a lot of fun. Um, even though you tried to cheat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the last big topic that we want to talk about about the auto show was that the, the dinner we had was sponsored by, by GM. General Motors. And they gave a, 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 a very short spiel. They did. Um, about Maven. Yes. And, um, Ian, what is Maven? Okay. So Maven is their answer to the problem, the perceived problem that millennials aren't buying cars. Right. And so it's their mobility solution. Right. And right. so it's sort of a, uh, it's, it's sort of a hybrid almost between like, like Lyft and car to go right. and a lease option. Right. It's sort of in and the middle of your parents' car. Yeah. It's sort of in the middle of all of that. Yeah. And I have, uh, 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 what do you call them? Thoughts. Really? <laughs> Let's get into it. Welcome to Team Clear Coat. Woo! We have <laughs> thoughts. Um, all right. So, so they began their, their presentation talking about millennials. Yep. And I perked up because uh, I am technically the oldest millennial on the planet. Yep, you are. You were born like right when they coined the term, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like because I was going to graduate in the year 2000. That's what it meant, right? Yeah. So I am uh, I will be 35 this year. I am the oldest millennial. Yep. Uh, and so I have opinions Son of a bitch about this <laughs> shit. So uh, they basically their pitch was that millennials aren't buying cars. Right. Or that they're delaying those purchases. They're, or they're delaying these purchases. They're delaying big decisions in their lives. Because they prefer experiences over objects. Right. Because they, uh, yeah, these, these are the things. Uh, they it, it prefer experiences. They live in big cities, yep. in city centers. Yep. Um, and and uh, they have, their finances are just different than their parents. Right. Right. And so their solution to this is to... Uh, kind of do away almost or 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 provide an alternative to the idea of ownership. Right. Um, Different models of ownership. Right. And I think that's fundamentally uh, real fucking stupid. Okay. I think that that is engineering around the uh, around the workaround that millennials have found for the problems that existed. Right, right. right. They so, don't want to deal with car maintenance, car insurance, or anything like that. Right. So they move to a city center where they have to use a car less, and then they take a ride share for when they do. Well, I don't. I don't even think it's that. I think it's it's. I I don't think if you if you ask the millennial person point blank, would it be nice to own a car? Right. If if no if you didn't have to have any other considerations if if no practical considerations existed. Sure. I don't think that their answer would be any different than anyone else's. You're exactly right. Right? So instead of instead of attacking that problem that right. that there are practical considerations standing in the way of the thing that they want. Right, right. 
they are instead going after the workaround that millennials have arrived at. Right. Which what, is inherently a compromised solution. What right? is the, what is the workaround they arrived at? The workaround they arrived arrived at is is car sharing. Right. And right. That that's what I said, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're saying the same yeah. thing. Yeah, okay. So my my thing is like instead of doing that, instead of instead of expending millions and millions of dollars to right. develop software and infrastructure and all of these things to to then provide to provide a service for what is essentially a stopgap until the person can afford to own a car and put right. up with the hassle that that entails with their situation why not just attack the situation directly and buy up parking garages right in city centers and right. say if you buy a GM you get to park here for free for life Tesla did that with the, with the superchargers where they said, you, right. you buy a Tesla Model S by this period of time, you get charging for life for free. Right. Right. And, and th- this would be a solution that would be, I mean, infinitely yeah. cheaper. It, it's got to be. It's right. got to be cheaper because at the, at the end of the day, you own property, first of all. <laughs> exactly. Um, then think about the, the the software and the support structure that comes with being a software yep. company and all right. that other stuff that GM of all companies is fucking ill-equipped to, to deal with. Right. I, I I just don't understand why they're attacking it this way. It seems really circular and dumb. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I mean it it's it's one of those things where like if 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 anybody was equipped to to implement something in a somewhat rapid method mm-hmm. to to change the way that millennials to change at what point millennials buy a car throughout their life it would be a corporation with tons of resources right uh, but historically it seems like the people that have made the most waves are just apps that pop up on your goddamn phone and then these apps like through use will get just large cash infusions right. to evolve and think about the future of their own app and, and cars as a whole, right? And that's what Lyft and Uber are doing, right? And so you'd think that somebody with the most resources from the get-go would be able to to kind of swoop in and and stay ahead of this. Right. But that historically, that's never happened. The music industry, the book industry, any of this stuff. Yeah, they're slow right? to move. Yeah, right. and they they, right. they instead react to like, yeah. what's the workaround been? Right, right. Let's let's do that. Let's see if we can figure out a way to, to let's monetize that. Right. Yeah. So they're so they're plugging the leak, right? Instead of ignoring that, like the dam has been overflowing for a while. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Instead of just making the dam higher. Right, because no matter what, that leak is going to be there, right? But yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, it, but yeah. but but you know what? Those major automakers are definitely going to be able to run their own <sighs> autonomous software. True, true. <sighs> We're going to trust them to store that data safely. <sighs> anyway, okay. Ian, let's let's pick it up. Let's talk about some cool stuff. Because yes. listeners, we did something for you. We were very altruistic in grabbing <laughs> swag from vendors, <laughs> from manufacturers, yes. and selling our soul. I sold my soul for a sugar cookie and a coffee today. You should to, have had like six more of them, the, judging from whatever's yeah, happening over yeah, here. To to bring you All right. So what what are we doing with this stuff? What's what's our game so, plan? So here? I think any listener that sends us an FMK car 
Okay. Right? Gets a piece of swag. All and right. so we have some great thumb drives from... We have two Jeep. of those. Yeah, we have two of those. We have four. We're keeping two. We're keeping two. Right? Those are the only things we're keeping. Exactly, right? They're kind of cool. They're they're yeah. actual metal. Yeah. Like right? aluminum. And they're waterproof. They have an O-ring seal on them. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? And so, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, what so, size are they? Uh, who knows? Yeah. But send us an FMK cars, and we will send There's you- There's only like six viruses on them. Exactly. <laughs> we will send you a lightly infected- <laughs> Somewhat sneezed on. Plug it into your work computer first, (laughs) and just make sure everything's okay. We have not inspected. We don't know what's on those at all. We are not liable. Buyer beware. We also have (laughs) (laughs) Chrysler. Can I see? Can what? What's going on over here? Oh yeah, here. Am I am I holding it? Yeah, let me me minimize that. Yeah, here you go. Oh yeah, yeah. Chrysler hats, hats, which are you know. Stylish? Yeah. Did uh, we say that? I don't know. Yeah. So over we, the headphones. We have Chrysler hats. Chrysler hats. Uh, so send us a Chrysler themed FMK cars. Oh for the Chrysler hats. How about a Jeep, Jeep themed, themed FMK cars or off-road themed? Do you like FMK how we're just cars? making this shit up as we go along? It's yeah, almost that's like that's the whole, the whole thing. podcast. All right. Well, here's another one. Here's a yep. Mazda. Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Mazda MX5. The, or, I think uh, it's just Mazda. Is there any? Oh yeah. No, there isn't. Mazda. Oh wait. What does this say? Driving matters. Oh, Driving. Like so a Mazda hat. Yeah. Mazda. Right. Hat. Yeah. It, this actually, I would almost it's wear handsome. that hat. Yeah. Handsome. It's it's nice, but handsome. listeners, that's for you. Yeah. The thumb drives. I. I All right, I and then also that. available if yeah. if someone has a really good minivan themed. Yeah. Um, and actually, I think you know the Pacifica of the things that we got the presentations on. Yeah, the Pacifica, I think, was probably the most impressive vehicle of, of the all. It, it was, yeah, yeah. It's the only one we didn't sit in as well. Yeah, <laughs> whoops, exactly. Uh, but we have notebooks. Yeah, it, so it does everyone have some wants market- a notebook with a minivan on it. Yeah, we have some. There's some marketing bullshit in the front of it. You can rip that you out. You can rip that out. But then it's just yeah, nice. Then it's just yeah. Look at that. It's yeah. a good size, actually. Yeah, and it's spiral bound, so it, it's yeah. very. It, so I know. Uh, spiral bound is really good for the lefties because yeah you can you yeah can, absolutely you can flip it over yeah exactly it's, yeah uh, and uh, drawing on a spiral bound is nice uh, you could actually you could totally if you're left handed you could totally use this upside down and this back cover is like really thick look at that yeah it's what like the hell proof, is that? and I think are these rip proof pages no they're not <laughs> so there's one slightly damaged <laughs> notebook Notebook. Right. So, so send us, just send us something about why you would actually want a Chrysler Pacifica hybrid. Uh, if no, you're no. the type of person who would plug it yeah, in. Yeah. Right. And, and then, then we have Jeep ones too. Yeah. We have some Jeep notebooks. Do we have two of those? Yeah. We have two of those. Do I yeah. have one? I don't know. Oh, no. You've got yeah, two. You've got two. two. Yeah. You got, you got those two. Yeah. So these, there's no marketing BS. They just say Jeep and they're really nice. Right. Well, that's the thing is that like you got to put up with like, what a couple pages of marketing stuff in the Chrysler one? Yeah. Oh no, it says Chrysler on every page, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> just just sharpie that out. But then yeah. Oh, and hashtag Pacifica Hybrid. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, and then because everyone tweets about their minivan. Exactly. Right. On the daily. Yep. So yeah, send us send us some emails, FMK cars, and uh, and this stuff can be yours. We'll yeah. we'll fill them with stickers. Or if you have a good FMK cars about hashtag brands, right? We'll just give you one of these, and yep. it'll be dealer's choice. Yep, exactly. We'll give you all the. We'll just do this. We'll just right, exactly, and I'll I'll do this with of, the Pacifica yeah. notebook. That's all. Yeah, there we go. 
right? Ian? This, this is the screen cap for this yeah, episode, Yeah, this, this right? is how you make a podcast, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do I do that? I do alt print screen. There we go. So I will say, while we have our serious hats on yeah, for a uh-huh. second, that everyone at the Denver Auto Show that we interacted with... Yes, we, we actually need to, to be serious about this because it's... Oh, it I'm comes, keeping this on for the it, serious it, part. It, it comes from the heart. Yeah. Oh, this is as serious as I Everyone we talked to, manufacturer, automotive press... Yes. Every single person we interacted with was amazing. They and, were and very like, nice. Enthusiastic that we were there. Yeah, treated us with courtesy, respect. We don't deserve... Any of that, yeah. we're in a fort of blankets. Yeah, and I we we talked a little bit uh, earlier today about how uh, when people are nice, I'm immediately suspicious. <laughs> yeah, you want to know what their what their what's your game angle? Is. Yeah, exactly. What's your angle. Fix your microphone. What's wrong with it? it it's, it's all fine. angle. It's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. What's your angle? What's your angle? Nice person, right? Yeah, but Dis- inherently distrustful. Of no, you. but everybody was super nice to talk to. We talked to some fantastic people from Nissan for quite. Quite some time. Yeah, it was great. You ran into people from your neighborhood, like at, at I ran into so to. many people that were from like ten Areas. miles from where I've lived. Yeah, in like six different locations. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It was it was great. Um, and we had a we had we had a lot, we had a great time. Yeah. Um, but I I feel like we we do need to for for this to yeah. work. Yeah. Uh-huh. For what we do. Yep. We need to maintain some sort of distance. Yep, exactly. And the the analogy I used before was that like Jane Goodall loved the gorillas that she observed. Yep. She didn't ever join them. Right, right? exactly. She never became a gorilla herself. Right. And that's what we have to do. We got to be Jane Goodalls. Right? Serious automotive journalist. That's one to grow on. <laughs> Ian? <laughs> yes. Thanks for doing a podcast with me since 2015. Thank you, Dave. And also, uh, I'm glad that we that you uh, uh, are the energetic, interpersonal half of this because I would have lasted Dude. about ten minutes. It, it's tough. We 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 we're the wind beneath each other's wings. Ian. <laughs> All right, buddy. Yeah. <sighs> <sighs> the wind. Check out TeamClearCode.com. That's the end of the plug. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Make it rain hats. <laughs> this has been the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We love all of you. We love you.